Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Shaka Hislop and Stevie Nichol. Brilliant weekend of football right across the board. We'll focus first what happened in the Premier League because I think it's fair to say there is definitely a title race on after Manchester City once again dropped points, of course, after that 3-3 draw against Spurs. Liverpool coming from behind to beat Fulham. Arsenal, meanwhile, that win against Wolves, meaning you take a look at the top three, there's just four points that separate them. For Manchester City, Question marks as to why they aren't as convincing as they were last season. It's three Premier League games now without a win. You have to go back to April 2017. That's over six years, Stephen, wow. since that last happened. <laughs> three Premier League games without a win despite leading in all of them. That's the first time since November 2019. And eight goals allowed in three games. Uh, then they have surrendered the league six times in three matches. Mario Malchior is with us. But Mario, forgive me if I don't go to you first on this, because Stevie, <laughs> ahead of the show, <laughs> <laughs> said to me, damn, there's three main uh, points I want to make about Manchester City's defending. And started telling me them, and I was like, no, wait! <laughs> I don't want to hear them twice. And the surprise, <laughs> and the surprise move, you don't tell the story today. <laughs> well, that was definitely the story. OK, Stevie, so what are the three points? I've forgotten. <laughs> Can't remember. That you'd like to make about Come City's defending. Me. Where's it going wrong? Well, as you know, there are three particular problems. Right. Yeah. <laughs> OK, you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited. Really? Yeah. No, seriously though. So, oh, oh. Well, Shack, the first thing Shack is seriously. the first thing is is you've got players who individually are not at the best, and and in particular, I'm thinking of Gvardiol, mm -hmm. who's playing left back. Who, if you ask, I, I've never met a centre back ever who wants to play wide, who wants to play football, or wants to play full back, because they don't like being out there in the wide positions. And so, is it a shock that Gvardiol? is making mistakes. I guess you could, you could say no. The other one is Diaz. This guy was footballer of the year not long ago. And at the weekend, all he had to do was one-on-one -on -one with the Celso to stop a goal. Right. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. So now you've got half your back four who, who are not able to do the job. So straight away, you wonder why they're letting goals in. I think also you've got to look at how they defend behind the ball. You know, and, and for me, it's easily fixed is probably not the right way to put it, but you can guarantee that going forward, Brett Guardiola has them on the training field and he wants the ball wide. And if you can't beat your man or you can't find somebody, you come out and then we go all the way around the other side. And then we keep doing it and we keep... Now, when you're doing that, all you need to do is get somebody with the back, the defenders to be moving the positions accordingly. Right. And so that they're always in the game. So if the ball's coughed up, they're in a position where they can do something about it, where they can either win it, or they can close somebody down, or they can, they can hold somebody up to let everybody get back. And the last one is, you've got to choose the right people in the right positions. So the goal that they lose with Son comes from a set piece. 
And who's one of the last guys to defend? Doku. Doku. That, that is down to the coaching staff. You can't put Doku in a position where he has to defend in order to stop a goal. Because as you saw, regardless of how much pace he has, he tries to win the ball when he doesn't need to. He's so quick that all he's got to do is drop off. And again, a defender would hold Yunmin Son up to let others get around. So these are really basic things. These are not, this is not rocket science. So given that it's so basic, is it easy to fix? It should be straightforward to go about it in a manner where you put the players on the training field and you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And listen, we always go back to the, the George Graham Arsenal back four. You know, Dixon and, and, and all of these guys, Winterburn. And they were sick to death of doing the same stuff time after time after time. But guess what? Nobody could get through them right. because of it. So it's fixable, but only if you actually see it and do something about it. Mario, I'm going to repeat the point I made yesterday because I thought it was a really good one. Uh, every time uh, that Manchester City are on the back foot, when the opposition are attacking them, you feel like the opposition are going to score. Yeah, but that's, that's also the way they stand, right? Because they always commit themselves really open. And I think in this game also, you know, what Stevie was saying, there's too much space between the lines. And that is actually what City was really good at, to keep it really compact. But also we have to understand, this is a game where they play against Hans. You know, when you play against a Spurs team, the way Postecoglou has made his team, he has won. He battles you on the one-on-one. -on -one. He does not care. He takes a lot of risk, eh? Because, guys, look, we're watching a team now that he goes 1v1 if he has to, and he does that. He does not even care about that. And then he plays the high line, and also you saw him. He must have practiced with his team, also letting them know when to drop the line. Because as much as he plays a high line, he also makes them understand how to drop. Because you play with two center halves, and I thought, actually, they were going to get in trouble, you know, Davis and Emerson. But... The way they, they, they played, because they stayed so narrow together and they kept themselves in the game, I think that's what made what for neutral exciting. But for as you watch at City, they were too open. They got exposed and they normally don't get exposed like that because normally they come back, they win the ball back quickly. That's what they set up. They always set up to win the ball back quickly and it normally goes down to what? 15 seconds, you get the time to win it back. If you don't, you drop off. But then when you are too open, that's when they come and hurt you. And what Stevie said, how could Doku be at a corner, marking the outside line and running against the fastest player of Spurs, knowing that he is one of the fastest as well? But no, as a defender, I was a defender myself. I would not put my attackers in that position. At least put one of the defenders, one of them, like a left or a right-sided guy, to put him there because normally you put like the less tallest player on the outside of the box and they put Doku there and I was surprised because he did not know what to do defensively. Uh, the picture, however, isn't about Manchester City's defence that's dominated the headlines uh, back in England. It's Erling Haaland and his face so angry <laughs> at the referee when, of course, he could have played the advantage, didn't play the advantage when Jack Grealish was through. What's interesting about this is that the FA have come out today and they're charging Manchester City as a whole for their conduct and not Erling Haaland as an individual. Did uh, you feel he should be punished here, Shaq? I, um, we're, 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 anybody who put, put their hands in referee um, should be punished, just uh, as a matter of, of general 
principle, in, in all honesty. Um, saying that, in terms, of, in terms of charging Manchester City... So should Haaland be individually banned for if, a game for this? If, if he puts his hands on the referee, yes. But where, where I, I sympathise with City is, as I was watching this game, I thought the referee... Well, he gestured, didn't he? Gestured play on. And then, and then it, it almost as though he recognised that Grealish was through on goal and, and, and blew the whistle. And, and, and I thought, <laughs> in, in the middle of a game, right at that point, you understand the emotions boiling over. So I sympathise with most from Manchester City, how they remonstrate, how they react. I cannot defend putting hands on, on the referee in, 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 the man, in the manner that, well, certainly Erling Haaland at the very least did. Um, that for me is, is, is something that, that uh, warrants addressing, but, but not much else. The Spurs players kind of stopped, didn't they? And the ref, did the referee kind of think that the play had kind of naturally come to an end? If the, if the Spurs <laughs> players stop, that's on them. No, but they, they, no, at but the point they blow the whistle, there's three Spurs players around Jack Grealish, aren't there? That's what, that's what I'm saying. Only, and it's like what's going through his mind. The only, I'm thing, to... the only thing I could think of was he thought that Grealish was offside. Yeah, that's what I was... That's the only thing I can think but then, of. But then Leinsman didn't raise yeah. his flag. I, I, I was thinking that as well. Leinsman didn't but raise his flag. But the Leinsman never raised it. Because I, I, I can't... I can't Why think of he... any other reason. The other thing I would say, though, is... Yeah, if somebody puts their hands on the referee then absolutely you should get punished. But nobody wants to see three and four and five players around the referee. I think we all agree on that. However, there are, there are situations, and if ever there was a situation <laughs> where you have to be lenient and just let it go, it's that, that's the occasion. Because there cannot be an official or, or anybody on a board or anything else who cannot look at this and say this was just wrong. And so you have to take, you have to take a step back and do the right thing and not be officious and, well, we, this is what we do if players go around the referee. There are certain situations where, where, where I, I think not allowed's not the word, but you should just let it go. Anybody puts their hands on? Absolutely, I'm all for it. Hit them with whatever you want. But you can't, you can't turn around and start finding players as a group or a club as a group when something like that happens. Uh, Erling Haaland did find the funny side to one uh, meme that was uh, made available today. I don't know if, you, if you've seen this, Mario. It is quite good. From, what about his hair, was it? Uh, it wasn't about his hair. No, it was from... Oh, my God. It, it was for um, me. Edvard Munch's scream, of course. Uh, which was very, very good. Go on, Mario. No, but I, you know why? Like, like what, what you guys talked about. Why did the ref have to wait that long, guys? Come on now. Come on. You can you know, If you wait that long, let the play go on. And this is not something. Look, as much as we are professionals in playing the game, he's also a pro in understanding the game. You know, why you, what, like Stevie said, like, offside, okay, that could be the call, but then why you wait so long? Let the play go on, and then later on you decide. And then, okay, of course, hey, this is what's, it's not right what they did, but this was proof of the emotions. The old the emotions were right up there because they were, Harlan hadn't scored yet, so you know his emotions going to be high. And then you have everybody that's around it. Haaland, it looked like he was not even screaming about what was happening. He was just, it was two things that were happening. Him not scoring and his team not winning. Those were the two things I could see the emotional 
Uh, we wanted to compare how Manchester City did to the start of last season to this season. And actually, there isn't too much in it when you take a look at the points that they've gained, even the goals that they conceded. They've only conceded two more goals. and uh, They had six more clean sheets last season. It's not a massive difference. And I want to talk about how that maybe affects the title race a little later on when we discuss what's going on with Arsenal and Liverpool. But what's interesting now, of course, Manchester City have drawn three in a row. They go into now a big game at Villa Park. There's no Rodri, there's no Jack Grealish, of course. Doku's a doubt with injury. So I asked everyone for their predictions going into this classroom. There's a full round of midweek games. This one is on Wednesday. Uh, let's take a look at how everybody thought they were going to do. I've gone for a draw. Shaq has gone for a, a draw. Uh, Mario and Stevie uh, have gone for victories. Why draw, Shaq? Um, I just feel Unai Emery continues to do an incredible job with Aston Villa. And, and, and Manchester City, as we've discussed, as we've seen, have problems. And, and a lot of them by their standards. But still, I, 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 feel that, I feel that City are good enough to at least get a draw. And, and Villa are too good to lose, if that makes sense, kind of given how, how the expectations around both of these clubs. Has uh, Shaka convinced you? No, I think the way Aston Villa play is going to shoot Manchester City and Man City cannot make and create and have the amount of chances they had in the first half in particular against right. and miss them again. So I think, again, it's a backlash. You know, City will want to come out after that result of the weekend and as I said, because of the way Villa play, they play open, they want to get forward uh, and that will leave holes and City won't miss the amount of chances they did against Spurs. I don't see it. Uh, Mario, you've got full confidence in City, yeah? Yeah, I think I think the the speed up front. I think what Spurs did to them, and I think they they try to do the same. And I I hope you know look for players never to be injured. But if Doku is available, he is like what one of the exciting boys I think in that team. Okay, you got Foden as well. So I think I think going forward, I'm talking about the side was and of course Holland. I don't have to highlight. So I think for for Villa is in a good form. Yes, we cannot uh, doubt about that. And Emery is doing incredible. Watkins is their main guy. And he keeps on scoring for them. But I still think going to Villa is... Uh, they also play a very high line. Eh? They take a lot of risk. And I think that's what is suiting them. But that also suits Manchester. So I want to see what's going to happen when City face them. Because I think they might get exposed there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Harlan De Bruyne, Stevie and Shepard Spy, Shaka and Naps, all great teammates. But what's the perfect teammate for growing your business? Well, that's Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify makes it easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to. 
customize your online store to your style with gorgeous, flexible templates and powerful tools. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com FC. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com FC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com FC. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, meanwhile, Arsenal in action tomorrow. They're away against Luton. And it's interesting, Arsenal sitting top of the table, and we spent a lot of time talking about goalkeepers and Kai Havertz. But there's not really much to say about Arsenal at the moment, is there? In the sense that they're just kind of ticking over nicely. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm not going to say that's what you want. I'm sure Arsenal would love, love to be doing what they were doing this time last year. But the way they started this game, they were really, really good. Mm -hmm. That's really... Yeah, <laughs> listen, to me, to be honest with you, Arsenal's, the key to Arsenal winning the title is for them to keep doing what they're doing defensively. Okay, yeah, but Jesus was good. Ability. Can we not talk about attacking nice? Well, they haven't been particularly great. Compared to last year, they haven't been particularly great going forward. They haven't been as fluid, as swashbuckling. And, and, and whilst that's going on, because they're so tight at the back, yeah. that's why they're going to win games as they are and, and pick up points. But th this is what, like that, that first half an hour, Shaka, is what we've been asking for Arsenal. I, um, I, I thought Wolves were, uh, Arsenal were outstanding against Wolves. I, I thought that was the best I, I'd seen Arsenal for, for, for quite some time. Um, and if they can keep that going, yes, I, I, I think they go on to win the league. Here's, here's, here's where it gets difficult hey, that no here, here's, <laughs> where, here's where it, it gets <laughs> difficult in, in predicting this while I say this is the best I've seen Arsenal for quite some time at this same point from last season they're four points worse off right City this is the worst I've seen City for quite some time after 14 games they were five points behind Arsenal this year they're three points behind and, and so <laughs> therefore and we all know how, how last season panned out so while I'm, I'm all too happy to sing Arsenal's praises, and, and I think deservedly so, we all know City know the back end of a season like, better than anybody else. And that's where titles are won and lost. Not now, not in the first 14, in the last 14. And, and that is, will continue to be my concern until Arsenal show that 
Yes, they, they can handle that pressure. They can handle um, the suspensions and the injuries that, that, that may come later on in the season. It's interesting. Isn't it? It's good. It's great for a neutral that you've got such a good race uh, up to now. Uh, Stevie, it's the first time you've been on since Liverpool's dramatic comeback against Fulham. How were you watching that game? It's been lovely. <laughs> Quiet in the nickel house. Well, it's just a, again, it's a roller coaster, and it's actually, the f I think it's probably the first time this season at Anfield where I've kind of been worried because they've been perfect. Because I think at Anfield they look like the old Liverpool, but again, the amount of chances they gave away is worrying. Yeah, and again, you've got to score, you've got to score four goals at home to win. You don't win the title doing that, and and, and quite frankly. That's, that's going to be the Achilles heel, what goes on defensively. And what in particular frustrated you about these three goals? Well, look at, look at the amount of red jerseys that are in the box. Right. But yet they still figure a way out of losing goals. That means that there's not enough players there that smell the danger. It's all about smelling the danger before it happens. If you're reacting, it's, it's generally going to be too late, certainly in the Premier League. So, yeah, they don't have enough players who actually read the game figure out where the ball's going to maybe be or, or be in the vicinity where they can actually affect what happens. And, and what we just showed there, the amount of red jerseys, and not one of them could do anything about it. That's worrying. But what isn't, what's got to be a positive is that you have got yourself in a position where you're very much in this title race without a striker scoring goals. Like Darwin Nunez, once again, had a bad day, should have got a couple. If he starts finding the back of the net, stuff the defence, win every game 8-5. Let's, let's not forget, by the way, Liverpool haven't had a goal-scoring centre-forward for a while. Yes, that's true, yeah. So, you know... But that's, why he was, that's what he was bought in for, wasn't it? I 100% agree with you. But the fact of the matter is, is they have players, not just in the forward areas, but you saw McAllister getting off, off the mark. We saw Slobber's lie. Uh, so they, they have ability around the field to Alexander-Arnold. What one. Nunez, so they have ability. What if he can deliver 20 goals this season? You can win the title. Well, it, <laughs> well what if we lose 21 goals? Because that's, that's kind of the well, way That's quite a high-scoring game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right now, they might score 20, but they might lose 19. Right, so regardless so, of what he win, does. Listen, you don't win the Premier League title by shipping goals in the way they do. That's just a fact. And yes, it would be great if Nunes scored tons and tons of goals, but the fact is he's not doing that yet. And of course, it could be he might he might never. But you can't get away from the fact that at home in particular, you've got to score four to win a game. You don't win the title doing that. Against and Fulham you certainly as well. don't. When you look you look down south and you see an Arsenal side that, that look as though they're not giving much away at all. No, they're not scoring as many probably as Liverpool. But they don't have to. If you don't lose goals, it just takes one. That's, that's the difference between winning and losing the league. Uh, meanwhile, Mario, Chelsea won on Sunday, yet everyone on the panel were really unimpressed with them, despite the fact with 10 men, of course, for much of the game, uh, they managed to beat Brighton by three goals to two. Uh, would you like to bring a more positive light to this victory, or would you agree with the likes of Frank and Craig that they're still a long way, way off where they want to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to be honest. They, they, they're not um, okay. We, we don't have to make it as worse than when we just kicked off. You know, like last season. You cannot compare it to it because <clears throat> they're doing a little bit better than that. But away from that, the, when I watched the game, no, you can. The advantage for them was that Brighton played in the middle of the week. So physically, I, I saw they were trying to uh, take control of the game, but they couldn't do it like they normally did it. 
Chelsea scored really early in the first 30 minutes had two goals on okay and then they let them come back into the game and then you could see the, the competition becomes um, instead of you controlling the game you had the bridge you control the game normally when we play the game we're 2-0 up now that's when real football comes and, and then you become the boss on the field and I didn't see that okay then your yeah. captain gets a red card and then things change and I feel like that is the thing that, that Chelsea is like I also was surprised that uh, they didn't play against the Sassi. I was surprised because I was like, why did, you know, um, uh, Serbi didn't play him against the Sassi? Because the Sassi, I don't know if he's going to be a, a right-sided player because I see him more like a centre-half. So I would have played him against a one-on-one, we, uh, against a, a kid that is dribbling. So good. He came on and it was at the end. But things like that, I think that was more advanced for, for Chelsea, seeing that. And they, they could see too easy. That's... that's you, when you play the game, even your goalkeeper sometimes, you have to make sure he brings you security. And I felt like sometimes, even when the ball slipped only under his foot and he controlled it again. But moments like that, the little things should go away. And I think that's what they're struggling with. Because everybody tried to prove a point to the coach because you want to play. I get that. You're young, so you're emotionally you're sometimes driven. And I think that's what also got them the couple of red cards that they went through. But away from, from that, look... <laughs> As long as you win, at least you can move forward. But you want to make sure there is something, you know, on the back end of saying like, hey, we're going somewhere in the sense of what we are trying to create. And sometimes that's the biggest question for me. Penalty or no penalty, Stevie? We've got proved to be the winner, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's a penalty. Do you? Well, I think it's a penalty for one reason. James Milner is behind Mudrick. He's not, he's not level with him. He's behind him. <laughs> he's not that far behind, is he? Well, he's, he's pulling him with his forearm. He's yeah. pushing him with his forearm. <clears throat> Mudrick is going at full pace. And he shows him. He, he, make, he makes no attempt to play the ball, Milner. He plays the man. At what stage in that that you watched there did James Milner try and win the ball? He doesn't. He went straight for Mudrick. Jack, that's a funny face. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get what Steve is saying, but I, I, I didn't think it was a penalty. I, I thought... No? Um, you have I, to go for the ball, Shaka. I, I, I thought... If I'm going for the ball and I, and I use my arm I, I, strength, that's fine. What I, what I, I thought Milan does is use, use his arm well, he's strong, and running in, in a line that kind of eases Mudrick away, and, and he, in the end, can't yeah. get to the ball, so he goes over, and he makes a meal of it. But I... I can't do that. That's not in the laws of the game. That yeah, I can't put can't, my arm on you? Yeah, but he clips no, you him. said he eases him away. He, You're supposed to he, puts his, he puts his arm up. But you have to go for the ball at the same so, time. Yeah, but if, if Mudrick... If, but eases but him if, away if, without and, going and for the ball. And gets himself in a better position to play the ball, then it's fine. He gets himself in yeah, a better position. Why, why can't he put his arm on Mudrick? You have to go for the ball. He's, he's if, in a better, if he's on the he's ball, in a position if he's on the ball at the same time, then he can use his arm for strength. He's, what he cannot do is make no attempt to play the when ball. Sanchez and then, gets, as you said, no, move him away with your arm. When That's the, not allowed. When the keeper gets the ball, uh, Milner is in a far better position to play the ball because Mujic well, is strong the, enough. Okay, why doesn't he play the ball then? Because he isn't. Because the keeper's coming. No. So he can just muscle him away with his forearm. Without yeah. even trying to go for the ball. Milner needs... Mil, uh, not Milner. Mudrick needs to be a whole lot stronger, if you oh, ask oh, me. Oh, says Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Mudrick needs <laughs> to be a whole lot stronger. <laughs> Where, if, we, uh, if our discussion now is you can't to touch a player now. in the box, 
you can't touch a play in the well, box, no, otherwise no, it's a penalty. It's not, then, then okay. No, so just say, just look, he makes no attempt for the ball. Look, is he going for the ball here? None, not a chance. Because the it's coming. And why is he? Why is he entangling his legs in him as well? Look, he's beaten. He's he knows he's beaten. Him. Look, he's behind him. Yeah. He entangles his legs as well. I'm not giving that. I, I'm, I'm not giving that at all. Uh, Mario, you have the deciding vote. <clears throat> no, because I decide that it's definitely... I understand the penalty given. Why? Because he put Amo in. OK, let's say that's a challenge of norm, a normal battle, right? Two players are going for it. But then he clips him at the end. When he clips him at the end, the kid's going to fall. OK, he could wait for the fall or he could, you know, try to make it a little bit more than what it is. But come on, Milner is not quicker than Mudrik, eh? Mudrik was advanced. Stevie said that he was in front of him because he's also quicker. So he wanted to get to the ball. But then, of course, he pushes me, then he clips me, I'm going to fall. You got to give me a pen. Even if it's not, a, I know a lot of people will say, like, hey, come on now, it's just uh, you're pushing each other. Yeah, but you cannot clip him at the end. If you can't get to the ball, then you cannot get to the human too. Uh, next up for Chelsea then is Manchester United at Old Trafford. Goodness me, what a game this is going to be. For so many different reasons than we've looked forward to this, this match in the past. Uh, we've got everyone's predictions uh, for this time. Interesting. Oh, we'll take a look at the bookies first, sorry. Uh, United 9-5, to five, draw 5-2. to two. So Chelsea at 7-5. to five. Wow, is that right? Chelsea are favourites going to Old Trafford. You might have to second get that. Yeah, have a check of that. Um, but goodness me. <laughs> Seven to five. I'm being told that is right. Chelsea are the favourites uh, going into the game. Uh, so here's everybody's predictions then. Uh, well, it's going to be a draw. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never expect so many. <laughs> Mario Sumner. <laughs> I, I gave it because I didn't know what to think. I was like, two teams playing each other. One doesn't know what's happening. And the other one is surprises us all the time too. That's Chelsea. So I'm like, OK, you know what? They both got to score twice, and it's going to be a draw. Because both of them are going to play each other, and they probably want to win, but you just don't know what's going to happen. And now you all give a draw to... <laughs> I cannot believe this. There you go. Two, 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 two. Well, neither of them will keep a clean sheet. Yeah, that, right. that, that's... I, a... my, see, my point was I don't know where everyone's going to score. I... I, I just, I, I'm with Stevie. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at this one, I'm just thinking, well, nobody's keeping a clean sheet. Right. Then, <laughs> really? And then after that, you don't know. You don't know what to, what to predict oh. out there. Either of you two. What do you do with Marcus Rashford, Shaq? Oh, goodness. You've got to leave Marcus oh. Rashford out. Really? You drop Absolutely. him? You, Absolutely. Because you were not happy with him at the weekend. Uh, it, 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 listen, I've, I've, I've sat here and I've tried to back Marcus Rashford. As, I, I think he's an incredible talent. Arguably the most talented player in, in, in that Manchester United dressing room. But I think Eric Ten Hag set his stall out last season with how he dealt with Cristiano Ronaldo and that situation. You cannot have somebody, even if it's the most talented player in your dressing room, strolling about the park like Marcus Rashford did against Newcastle United. <laughs> you simply cannot. And even if it's in an effort just to say, I am not accepting this from anyone, you have to leave him out. Right. Otherwise, you give everybody license to do similar. And, and maybe it's a case of, of, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face, but long term, I, I don't see how you justify continuing to select Marcus Rashford because I do not think I have seen a worse effort on a football field. The, wow. the, only, the only thing that you can justify 
of a player who's supposed to be scoring your goals, who's not. The only way you justify it is if he's doing other things. Right. That's the only way you can, you can really look anybody in the face and say, OK, I get it, he's not scoring goals, but he's doing this, this and this for the team. But he's not doing anything. I, I'm, he's really not doing anything. There's no justification for him starting. There, there were clips going around on social media with Marcus Rashford basically walking on the edge of the box with Newcastle in possession in the Manchester United box. I, I, I mean, it, it really was. I, I thought it was embarrassing as, as, as a professional that this is your F or lack of, more, more to the point. Um, I, 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 I don't see how you excuse or justify that. Go on, Mario. It's it's sad though because you know he, he, you know last season we all we all know you understand he scored so many goals for them he extended his deal and then he's in this situation and I I, I I'm like we we all sitting there it's not like we we I don't hear the guys stay against him because he's a very talented player you understand he's the one that should lead the line in the sense of like being in charge being kind of like I call it the captain without the armband. And at the moment, he is not showing that because he has all the ingredients as an individual to lead the line, lead the team and making them play this type of football they want to play and also being so influential in the team. And at the moment, I feel like it's almost like he's soaking. And I, I, I feel like that's not what you want. I don't look. He is too to be like that. Let's say it like this. He's too good of an individual to make him soak or feel down or walk around. He's not happy being there. That's not Marcus. Marcus should be the kid that is, you know, like uses speed, his skill, enjoys being on the field all the time. And at this moment, I'm asking myself, where is all that joy of him? See, here's the thing. We shouldn't forget. 18 months ago, we were all sitting questioning whether Man United should give this guy a contract. That's, 18 months ago, the question was, should we give Marcus Rashford a contract? And lo and behold, he has an incredible six months, scores mm. a ton of goals, <laughs> all of a sudden he gets a contract. I mean, are we really, really shocked that... Is there any danger if you drop him, you lose him completely? No, if you do, if you, listen, if you walk up to him and say, what's, what's all this nonsense? Right. Get your, you know, it depends how you do it. You, 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 have to, you have to tell him and be straight with him and say, why are you not dropping him? And it's because you're not contributing enough. Exactly what I've just said. I understand if you're not scoring goals, but if you're not scoring goals, I need you to be doing this, this and this, and it's not happening. And it hasn't been happening for a while. So I'm just going to give you a break. Keep working hard, you'll get your chance again. I mean, all the, all the things that you say without, without killing them. And if he decides that it's too much for him and that, that makes him crumble, then there's nothing you can do about that. Right. Rob Dawson's reporting there's unrest in this Manchester United yeah. dressing room. You feel like if this is a United team, that there would be someone saying, come on, sort yourself yeah. out. You know, but there, there doesn't, there's not that voice now. No, there's no, no there's one... not. And there hasn't been for, for, for some time. But, but to, to your, your, your point or your question to, to Stevie, I, I think Eric Ten Hag has, has already lost right. Marcus Rashford. And, and I say that Mark Ogden has been reporting for some time that ever since the Jaden Sancho incident, that there were a lot of players, or some players, let me know paraphrase, some players in the dressing room who were not happy with how Ten Hag dealt with that. And then Mario, Mario's described uh, Rashford's attitude as sulking. 
And 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 I have to say, when you when you see that, when you see his, his defensive effort, um, that that's all you think of. That he is not happy with, with not happy with anything, and he is just going through the motions. This, this feels like the modern day professional, because I can assure you, before all this money came, regardless of whether you thought the manager was was talking sense or not. Whether it was frustration, whether you were angry, whatever it was, you went out and you ran and you ran and you kicked people and you did every single thing. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's your livelihood and you've got a family to feed. And all these, all these things that people will go, oh, listen, you know, you've got a family to feed. But, that, but that's a fact. That's what it used to be. It used to be that you had to get your bonuses to bump your money up. You had to do this to get another contract. You had to do this to have respect for the rest of your team. Regardless of whether you like the manager or, or you don't like what he did with some, some of your mates, right. but it seems like now, whenever that goes south, it seems like it's OK for everybody to down tools until there's a change. That, that's not acceptable, but it seems like the modern-day player seems like the modern-day player all thinks... Modern day players, so not all, not all not. but it seems that <laughs> the majority... It seems like the majority, or too many, shall we just put it that way, think that it's acceptable, that it's not their fault. Again, accountability. No, there's not enough accountability from individuals. From, from individuals. After a, after a game like that at, at, at Newcastle, the one, thing, the one thing the coach should be saying is, right, I want every single one of you to go home, have a look in the mirror and tell me what you see. Yeah. Ask yourself a couple <laughs> of questions. Did I do enough? Was that fault for anything? Could I run more? Could I help anybody more? Like, these, are, these are all basic things that used to happen with footballers. The buck stops with you, and you have to sort yourself out first. But it seems like they don't seem to be interested in sorting themselves out. Uh, I sang Arsenal's praises um, for their performance against Wolves. In the 84th or 85th minute, um, Arsenal gets a corner that Wolves break from. At the point that Wolves cross the half line, it's four Wolves players, there's only two Arsenal players in, in, in the Arsenal half. By the time this player gets the other side of the centre circle, all ten outfield players are goal side of the ball. And, and, and that kind of spoke to a successful team, a team that's buying into whatever it is the manager is selling, a team that's playing for each other. It, it, was, it was an in, incredible kind of um, defensive effort from a team that sits on top of the table. Mm. And then uh, you compare and contrast that with Marcus Rashford, who from 10 yards outside the box, couldn't get inside the box to, 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 to defend. Uh, I mean, it, it, can, it, it speaks volumes as to where those two teams are. A lot yeah. more reaction then to what we saw in the Premier League over on our YouTube channel. Craig pulling no punches after that Manchester United defeat against Newcastle. You can see that video in its entirety over on our channel. It's all about the Pokal over the next 48 hours. Meanwhile, in Germany, these matches all live. The Pokal all live on ESPN+. Plus. Hamburg against St. Pauli. That's Hamburg, not Homburg, I believe. Uh, 2.45 East and then four games for you on Wednesday as well. Meanwhile, in La Liga, it's turning into quite the title race there as well, isn't it, in Spain? And a big game on Sunday. Who'd have thought we'd be leading into Barcelona against Girona? With so much to talk about, but of course, as it stands, Girona sitting above the defending champions. But Barca took one big step 
forward yesterday with that 1-0 victory against Atletico Madrid. Atletico was my own. Diego Simeone made a decision after giving Joao Felix opportunities that he could not trust the player. ¿Crees que hiciste cosas que podías haber hecho mejor? Obvio, hay cosas que, que podría hacer mejor, como obvio, tanto yo como todos. You've said you wanted to be at Barcelona, yet you haven't given us the sort of performances that we expect. Rafinha, Joao Felix, goalkeeper comes, but he can't get there. Oh, that means so much to Joao Felix. He's talked the talk this week, he's walked the walk, and he's scored the goal tonight against his parent club. A relief, you know, because everything has been talked about me, about my person, about my professionalism. People that are not inside my life doesn't know what what really happened before. But we are here to, to play, to improve every game and to one day the haters become, become fans. Fair play to Joao Felix and no surprise, it's that picture, isn't it, of him standing on the sidelines saluting the home fans after scoring against his parent club, very much grabbing all of the headlines. You kind of think, Steve, you kind of think fair play to him, don't you? You take a look at La Liga now, he, uh, Barcelona above Atletico Madrid, closing the gap on Girona and Real Madrid. We've been critical of him, we wanted to put, you know, your money where your mouth is. And to be fair, he really did. Well, it's called handling the pressure. And when you have the sort of build-up to the game that he had, then all the eyes were on him and it, 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 it absolutely put a little bit more pressure on him. But I'll tell you what, you talk about under no pressure with that finish. Yeah. I mean, you don't... It's just world-class. It it's not like he's got a lot of room because the goalkeeper does pretty well, to, in my opinion. He gets really close to him, but he still keeps calm. Nice little dink, plenty of pace on it and off he goes and celebrates. I mean, that's, that's a world-class goal. I like all this, Shay. I do. I, I like a bit of war of the words. Players just not saying, you know, i just got to focus on myself. He's come out, he's defending himself yeah. after former teammates have criticised him, rightly or wrongly, and then he comes up and shows up. I, I, listen, I, I thought the response was, was everything that João Felix could have hoped for. The, the way he took the goal, the way Barcelona performed, the way Atletico absolutely did not. It seemed... Given all the discussion and the build-up, it was all about João Felix. And somehow Atletico Madrid, who've been fantastic this season, just didn't, didn't show up on the day. Um, what the reason was for, for that, I, I, cannot, I, cannot, I cannot guess. But quite clearly, I, I don't think João Felix has any kind of future at Atletico Madrid. Something has to, be, has to be sorted out at the end of this loan period. But he he's continues to, to do himself all the good that he can in his performances for, for Barcelona. And in this biggest of tests, um, he passed with flying colours. Uh, Mario, would you have celebrated like that for Birmingham against Chelsea? <laughs> for Birmingham against Chelsea? No, but I, I like just what the guys highlighted. I, I feel like I, I saw Joe when I was in London and I saw him there. And just now you can see a kid that is just happy to be there. We all know that his childhood dream was to play for Barcelona. But away from that, just I saw his joy was coming back into the game again. And I think that's why he was the talent that came to Spain. At first, it was a player that was really enjoying himself and wanted to be part of that journey and go and find a team. He goes to Atletico. It doesn't go the way he wants. And now he's at Barcelona. You could say it's almost similar to what's happening to Caicedo, you know, like like it's it's those guys just living the life in in the sense of finding happiness again in football, and I think that's why um, watching that game, I watched that game because I was like, I wanted to see. I, I 
at one point, it was almost like you were watching the game and thinking like, when is Atletico going to kickstart? And I yeah. did not feel that they got themselves in the game. No, most definitely. Atleti forgot to turn up, really. And Mario will say thank you very much to you and your super-fast internet. Uh, that'll be back for extra time. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, at Montjuic, as I mentioned, top of the table, clash live and exclusive for you on Sunday. Barcelona against Girona. Coverage starts at 2.30 Eastern. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Shaka and Stevie with us here in the studio. M Mario, we're getting about 90% of what he says. <laughs> so you can kind of fill in the, the, uh, the rest. I will pay my bill next time, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, I promise you. Exactly, so <laughs> dial up. He's on dial up. Okay, first question's for me. If you ever planned a segment called ESPN FC on wheels, where does the show... What, where do you do the show? Uh, where you do the show while being on road trip? Where? Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Stevie. It's not a difficult job. Where you do the show while being on road trip? What four cities and four panelists will you choose? 
Shaq has got to take me to Trinidad. Oh, yeah. It'd be, a, it'd be quite a drive, though. It would be quite a drive, <laughs> but I imagine it'd be very much worth it. Well, uh, Mario, you've got to take me around Amsterdam. That's that, where you are that, at the moment. That would also be quite a drive. I think that'd be very much enjoyable. No problem. We'd, we'd have to go back to Madrid, <laughs> wouldn't we? Oh, you're coming here? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. I'll <laughs> get me caught. Oh my god. Uh, we, no, we had a lovely time in Madrid. We, we could did. we could definitely relive yeah. some of those moments. And um Paris it Paris with Frank with Frank would be good, yeah. wouldn't it? Because yeah, really you wouldn't have to pay for anything. Oh, yes. ah. Yeah, but be with Frank we pronounce so, so therefore you've got me, Mario, Frank, and yeah. who's the fourth? Well Stevie, obviously. Oh, because Stevie. he's here. Stevie, yeah, because he gets <laughs> <all> back in <laughs> 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 He got a little bit uh, upset. <laughs> Stevie Craig declared last night that Liverpool's defence is not good enough for them to keep up with City and Arsenal this season. Mm. Do you agree with him? And if so, do Liverpool need to make a move in the January window for a defender? God. Well, I do agree, because right now, Alexander-Arnold and Simicast are not good defenders. Right. So if you've got half your back four who are not good defenders, then... It shouldn't really be a surprise that you're giving up chances and goals. But then how easy is it to buy someone in January and parachute them into oh. that back four? I know. Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Also, you got Robertson coming back. Yeah, I think I think they do. I think they, they need to they need to do something. <laughs> they need to do something. It's third it okay. Do you know? Can I actually? Can I just? Yeah. Do, go on. Do you know what I can't get my head round? France are arguably the best side in the world, right? Arguably. The international? Yeah. Argentina fans would argue. And Canati seems like he is absolutely a starter on that team. Why does Canati never seem to start regularly for Liverpool? I can't get my head around it. Because my team's done well, but my team's past his best. And as I've said, you've already got two fullbacks in Simicas and Alexander-Arnold who are not who are not at their best when it comes to defending. Right. What if... So, ha so he has to do... He, he has to do something. What if you've got a proper... What if you've got, like, a Rodri figure in there? A proper defensive well, it, of midfield? Of course it would help, but, but... But the problem they've got is that any time a team gets past the middle of the park, and as we see with City, you know, Rodri doesn't stop at all, they don't seem to be able to defend particularly well. <coughs> There just seems to be too many chances and goals. So I'd, I'd have to say that, yeah, I think they do have to start thinking <coughs> about what they do defensively. Because if they are working on defensive duties, then it's not working. And if they are working on defensive duties and it's not working, then the only way to make a difference is change the personnel. So I, I, I think that the, it could be coming a time where they have to start thinking who fits now and who doesn't. Shaka, are we seeing a lower level of goalkeeping in the Prem this season than in recent years? Oh, worldwide. It's worldwide goalkeeping, isn't it? Howlers from Onana, even Edison looking shaky. Um, I guess so. So goalkeeper's getting worse than your era. Your era was better. Oh, my era was the best in history. There it is! <laughs> <laughs> There it is. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I think it's 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 
difficult to judge, kind of given what goalkeepers are being asked to do now and, and how the game is being played. Right. Um, so it's, 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 of course, it's, it's very difficult to, to, to judge those years. But um, while, yes, Onana is not having a good time at, at Manchester United, that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't signal a global decline in goalkeeping. Right. You know, um, not having a good time. That happens. Mario, what was your nickname at your old clubs? Oh, uh, Super Mario at Ajax. <laughs> did, you, did you just name that yourself? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because uh -huh. I, I, literally when I made my debut, that game was really like incredibly, everybody was singing it in the stadium. So wow. it got me on the field. I was sitting on the bench and they started singing it in the stadium and the coach went, yeah, warm up Mario. Oh, oh. trust me, I loved it. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, trust me, I loved it. You know, because yeah, yeah. no one wants to sit on that bench. I'm telling you, if you want to sit on that bench, you should not be a pro footballer. And then when I came to, to Chelsea, we had uh, two Marios and one was playing in front of me. So they had a song, We Got Two Marios. And uh, yeah, then later on, that just, yeah, Super Mario was always like one of the, the tunes. Super Mario, that's not a bad nickname, is it? Oh, yeah. take that. That's a great name. Who was yeah. the other Mario? Mario playing in front of him? Uh, Mario Steinich. Mario Stanich. Yeah. You were the. You, yeah, there's only one Super Mario, really, really. Yeah, yeah, Mario Stanich. <laughs> What's yeah, he doing Mario, now? But one Super Mario. Uh, Bumper is the one I always associate with you. Yeah, no, I'd have ton. Bumper, chops, chips. <laughs> uh, I know Mikolai. I'd melt you know. Hanno Mikolai? Aye. Uh, What's that? He was a driver. Oh. He was a racing driver. And why were you named? I don't know. <laughs> They're all just silly ones, yeah? Just all, they're just all silly names. Steve, yeah. tell us the truth. Were you speeding, Steve? Come on, tell us. Were yeah, you speeding no, no, somewhere? Was, I left that to Big Jan Moby. Oh, really? Okay. Big Jan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who actually yeah. Uh, spent some time with uh, Her Majesty's service. Right, Because good. of it. Oh, there we are. <laughs> I left that to you. Nice. Uh, uh, did you have a favourite one? A nickname that other someone else had? <laughs> that you can talk about? Uh, well, I, when I worked in the building site, there was a guy called Gunboat Smith. Gunboat Smith? <laughs> yes. Here we go. Just, this is in the middle I mean, of uh, Scotland. It just tickled me. Yeah, no, I mean, how do you get called Gunboat Smith? And was there an explanation to it? It was something to do with the war. Right. And he, he used to work on boats. Okay. He found, a boat, he found a gun on a boat. <laughs> And he called, it just tickled me, gunboats, man. No, that's very good. <laughs> we, had, we, we obviously had Fitz Hall at uh, Southampton. Mm -hmm. You remember his nickname? No. Fitz One Hall. size. Yeah, I played with him. That's good. When I was there, uh, one good. size that's was good. very good. Uh, 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 what, what are you, did you play with Fitz Hall, Mario? Yeah, I think I played with Fitz, yeah, because light skin, tall, defense. Yes. Like, yeah, I yeah, played yeah, with not him. Great. What was I? I played with him. <laughs> I think I'm Birmingham. Yeah, that's where you all ended up. Shaq? I didn't have any nicknames. No nicknames at all. The goalie? No. Shaq? No. no. Keep? Yeah, come on, yeah. wait, 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 Either tallest or tall boy. Okay. That's okay. The I suppose Shaka in itself is quite a yeah. unique name, isn't it? Because Neil, if you were Neil, you would have got a different. Yeah. You got a different. But one. De Dennis, in the national team, Dennis Lawrence was tallest. So I was tall boy. Okay. Tall boy. Yeah. There we go. Tall boy. Oh, footballers. Uh, for the panel, today is National Cookie Day. What's your favourite type of cookie, Mario? Ooh. Oh, cookie. Oh, I, I like cho chocolate chip. 
There you are. Perfect. Yeah. Simple. Chocolate Classic, chip. yeah, probably, yeah, trust yeah. you. I want some with fruit. Chocolate chip. What is the temple? You want some fruit in a yeah. cookie? I don't know, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some raisins or cranberries or something. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. I like fruit. All right. Do you like a Chocolate. crunchy one or a soft one? Soft. Yeah, I like a soft. Soft. Yeah, yeah soft. no, yes. no, no. I'm going crunchy, guys. Crunchy. Yeah, you want crunchy? Scared you, I'm really, a, I'm really a brownies guy. I like brownies. Okay. Would you, you have, have a your cranberries and your brownies as well? No. If I, if I have a choice between a brownie and a cookie, I'm going brownie. Okay. All right. Which so most done. bakeries do? You have, give you an option. So I'm not really a cookie. Guy. <laughs> all right, Jack. It's not national. I'm really a cookie guy. All right. Take that National Cookie Day. What <laughs> is National Brownie Day? Oh wow. For your f oh wow. Okay, Mario. Start, bench, yeah. drop. These three. Oh. oh. Ancelotti. Klopp, Pep. Oh, man. Oh, oh. By, by far, I will start Ancelotti. Right. Because he was that shack. And then <laughs> Guardiola and then Klopp. Klopp don't know a lot about football. As a manager, I know him a lot. Guardiola, of course, was my time. I've seen him play. So he was very intelligent the way he was playing football. Not, not as players, Mario, as, as managers. Oh, I thought mm. you mean play. You said player at one point. Oh, as manager. Oh, no, I still stick with myself. Cool. I like Ancelotti. 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 Yeah. Yes. And then um, Guardiola Club is difficult. Yes. I, I always wanted to play for club because I like them. Oh. Oh. oh my God! No, I gotta pick Guardiola. You know, yeah. I want to win trophies, guys. He's a trophy man. And then I go yeah. for club afterwards. Jack. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Mario, but I'm, I'm torn between Guardian and Klopp as well. Yeah. But Ancelotti, I start. Okay. Stevie? Liverpool legend, Steve Nichol. Careful now, you know. <laughs> you know the people. <laughs> well, Liverpool people do. I'm, st I'm stuck between Klopp and Ancelotti to start, to be honest. Go with Klopp. Ooh. Go with Klopp. Who would you have preferred to play under? Klopp. Yeah. Okay, well, there's your answer. Yeah. yeah. Why? I go. Uh, just not one particular, just his whole, his whole demeanour, his whole outlook, <laughs> his character. I mean, just, just, there's everything about him. I don't really, I, mean, I don't think there's a downside anywhere. Right. And then I would go Ancelotti and then, I'd, and then Guardiola. I think Gladiola would do my brains in. I mean, <laughs> it, was bad enough, it was bad enough having Ronnie Moran on the sideline. Right. I mean, you, whenever you were down that side of the bench, I mean, Ronnie was at it all, all, the, all the time. Right. But I don't think I could... I couldn't listen to Gladiola all the time. What would you tell him, Steve? If you got upset, what would you tell him? Steve, what would you say? If well, eventually you like would... Listen, you... Eventually, I, I guess you would probably do what De Bruyne did. You know, right. just, just sometimes it's too much. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you just tell him, hey, leave me alone. Just aye, leave me alone, and probably a little bit stronger language. But okay, we know. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Don't use it, Shaka. <laughs> when you look back on your career, mm. do you remember the losses more than the wins, or vice versa? Ah. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I remember the losses more than the wins. Right. I, especially as a goalkeeper, you know, you kind of wonder what could I have done differently, better, what, you know, you... 
that 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 plays on your mind as as, as a keeper in, in especially. Maria. Yeah, pain takes longer than pleasure. It's always going to oh, be like that. That makes me a you bit know, sad. Like, no, it's just the honesty. I mean, like, look, I, I will remember the, the great things that you achieved as a player, but when you go back, it almost get like you know, it, it gets turned down with thinking like, oh my god, that happened. Yeah, why? Like, so that's why I'll say, yeah, I will be like that too. I said the, the pain is the one that if you can wipe it away, we will go for that straight away. Oh. Oh, the losses. Oh. A Saturday night is way harder after losing than winning. Right. Mm. Um, obviously, I don't win it, but, but after a loss, it just cuts deeper. Yeah. When you win, yeah. you think yeah. you should win anyway. Mm. Right. And so you've just won because we should have won and we did win yeah. and we're expected to win. But when you lose, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's murder. Yeah. Speaking of losing, where do you Manchester United sit in your power ranking, Shaka? Have to wait until Thursday. Well, they're not in the top ten. <laughs> so how far, how far down do we have? How oh, many God. pages? There's a lot how, of clubs. How many pages are there? A lot. Yeah. Well, how many teams are on a page? <laughs> this is well, it depends on what kind of page. I, I use different pages. <laughs> different fonts. Different <laughs> styles. Just, different spreadsheets. They're a long way. They're a long they, way. Would they be in the top hundred? Yeah. 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 Right, maybe we could get you to do that one day, Shaq. <laughs> Let me know. Let me yeah. know what day that is. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be off. Uh, final, <laughs> a final question. Uh, Mario, where do you see uh, Xavi Simons in five years? The way he's playing at the moment, I see him um, picking a team that he wants to play and, and that he feels that he can do the same that he's doing right now. Well, now right. where he's playing, you know, in Leipzig. No, why I'm saying that? Because, guys, you know the situation. He was at PSV, but then he was loaned out from Paris, uh, Paris Saint-Germain. And then now he's in, in Germany, but he's still a player of Paris Saint-Germain. So you don't want to be in that situation as a player. You want to dictate your own destiny. And I want him to play the football that he plays now and dictating his own destiny where he wants to be. So if that is Paris Saint-Germain, then I want him to be there. Or if that is Leipzig, it does not matter. For me, the only thing is the better uh, Simons plays and what he's doing now, the more profit we're going to have as a national team because he's that player that is very creative and open things up. Uh, I believe that is it. That's done. You all right? All right. Good. We're back tomorrow. Yes. The three of us. I'm looking forward to it, Dan. Oh, so am I, Shaka. It should be good. Luton taking on Arsenal. Maybe oh, a little look, look ahead to Chelsea and United. A bit more details. Uh, what an exciting... Oh, Nadem's on. Oh, wow, there we beautiful. go. Beautiful. Till then, goodbye. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, 
the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 